listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. This is CLNS Radio, the home of Internet Sports Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of the CLNS Media Boston Celtics post-game show. I am your temporary host, New Bedford Nick Sacento, getting everything loaded, locked and loaded, I should say, for the man of the hour, Bobby Manning, uh, as the Boston Celtics take a seven-game winning streak into Houston on live television and come out with an 11-point L116 to 105. Boston Celtics competitive for most of the game. Um, not a very good performance for many of their leading players. Um, some of them playing through injuries. Jalen Brown with double ankle injuries. But I will bring in the man of the hour, Bobby Manning, the boss, to help me break down this game. Kind of disappointing, uh, Bobby Manning. Boston Celtics dropping this one, 116-105. to Jason Tatum struggling from the field, shooting only 33% from the field, 0 for 7 from 3, uh, coming back down to earth after those incredible games uh, he was putting up. Um, Gordon Hayward surprisingly leading the team quietly, uh, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Kind of the entire offense really went through Gordon Hayward in this game, uh, Jalen Brown had 19 points despite two uh, twisted or, I guess, sprained ankles. Kemba Walker, 14 points. I think you would have liked to have had uh, more from Kemba Walker in this game. But, I mean, uh, there really was no stopping uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden in this one. The two combined for 80, let's see, 78 points. 78 points, 36 from Brody Westbrook and 42 from James Harden. Uh, Don't know how you stop the foul the fouls on the three-point shots um, from James Harden. I think that kind of, you know, uh, messes up the flow of the game and don't really know what would have stopped Russell Westbrook from getting into the paint, Bobby Manning. I sure don't think Andre Drummond would have had anything to do with stopping (laughs) Russell Westbrook from getting into the paint. That, to me, was a failure of the perimeter defense. And really, if there was any big man in the game, why not call up – Taco Fall and play a 3-2 zone if that's all they were going to do because Russell Westbrook just got to the rim and finished at will. Multiple uh, uh, goaltending calls on Daniel Tice, multiple fouls. There was just no stopping Russell Westbrook on the inside and no stopping James Harden on the perimeter. Yeah, Stephen's hands are a bit tied in this one because this isn't a matchup where you could go to Cantor all that much with five shooters on the floor. So he's a typical advantage that you probably could have used against Houston, who's only able to go eight minutes in this one and have relatively zero impact on this game. I'm a little disappointed with the Celtics on multiple levels on out of this one. 
And, of course, I'm getting killed on Twitter right now because I said the Celtics are a team that takes care of business against bad teams. You know, that's not a bad thing at all. It sounds like I'm calling them opportunists, I guess. But, you know, it's a, it's a very good thing to take care of business against bad teams, and they've done that. So now what do we have against the elite of the league? You have a little bit of a mixed bag against Milwaukee, one good win, and a, uh, you know, blowout loss that they came back late in. Um, you have two good wins against Miami, so they've certainly checked the box against them. A blowout win over the Lakers, which was phenomenal. So you give them all the credit in the world for that one. But now against the Clippers, who they see, who they'll see again on Thursday, and uh, now the Rockets, who they'll see again later this month. They, they've had some disappointing losses where they haven't performed well late in these games, and it's specifically against the Clippers and the Rockets now. They were in control of those games, or at least right there, into the final minutes. In this one, we're talking about the final six minutes where the Celtics pulled within 96-92 on those great plays by Brown shooting the three in the corner. Uh, Kemba stripping Russell Westbrook while he was going crazy and then feeding it to Tatum in transition for the dunk. They were right there at that very moment. And what happens? Harden gets fouled on another three. Uh, Westbrook blows right by Tatum on that reverse layup underneath. And, uh, you know, more fouls, more miscues on the perimeter, where the Celtics had enormous amounts of trouble guarding those slashers and penetrators like you talked about, Nick. I mean, this is just one where the Celtics had to rise to a new level, you know, prove that they're among the elite championship contenders in the league. And consistently, I don't feel like they've been able to do that this year. Now, it depends who you think is championship contenders, Nick. Um, You know, some people will consider Miami on that level. I don't. Um, Toronto is kind of borderline, and we've won one against Toronto and lost one against them, both of those games where they were undermanned. So, you know, it's tough to tell where the Celtics are at in the grand scheme of things in the league. Are they above the mediocres of this league, like Indiana and Philadelphia and, um, you know, the Utahs and Denvers of the world out west? I think they are. But are they on the caliber of, you know, the L.A. Clippers, the Houston Rockets, uh, even the Milwaukee Bucks, who are seriously going to vie for championships. I think a game like this calls that into question. Now, would Andre Drummond have changed that, like you say? No. Would anybody at the trade deadline have changed that? No. So this is just a growing process for this team. They're playing well in these games. They're competing well with these teams. They just need to be able to seal the deal in the last six minutes. Tonight, Nick, 17-4 to run allowed in four minutes. Did the refs help that? No, certainly not. But, you know, defensively, you can't be jumping in the hard end. You can't be falling for all these fakes. You can't be jumping trying to make a big play. You know, those are the kind of things this fairly young team still has to come into against veterans in this league like James Harden, like Russell Westbrook, who I thought was phenomenal in the closing minutes of this one. Uh, Westbrook, 36 on 13 to 23, 10 rebounds. I mean, he's playing as good as anybody in the league right now. And Harden, Harden, 7 to 16 from three. How many of those other threes did he get fouled on? I can't even count off the top, but it was just ridiculous what he did from an efficiency standpoint. This Houston team's really good. I wouldn't count them out in the championship uh, race, but what they're doing is very bold, going five small. Um, they're getting a ton defensively from Covington and Tucker going against bigger guys. I don't know how long that'll last for them because they have to play at such an intense level with so little coming off their bench. We'll see if they can maintain that. But uh, through three games, I'd call it a success what the Rockets are trying to do. 
I, I don't know if I consider the Rockets contenders personally. I think they're a team that obviously has two former MVPs or two, you know, players that have been, I guess, former MVPs is the way it would be, two former MVPs. I think they, when they play like they do tonight, they complement each other. But I think what the Boston Celtics, their approach in this game, and I think the approach too often uh, from Brad Stevens in situations like this and other situations is trying to match the other team. I mean, this is what the Houston Rockets are committed to. Like, they don't even have a Cantor-type player on their team anymore. They traded away a promising young guy that I think if the Boston Celtics, you know, would have been able to work something out, would have loved to have had in Clint Capella and just dumped him. And their tallest player on the court for, for you know, much of the game is a guy that, you know, is is six foot seven. They're committed to playing that type of game. That is what they do. The Boston Celtics... While they play smaller ball, Daniel Tice is, I mean, the is legitimately a modern center. I mean, he's he's a modern center. He's not and he a Joel Embiid, you know, throwback. Yeah, he, he you know he did he did he did his thing, you know, whatever happened. But I think you know, in this game, and you and you touched on it briefly, is I think that the Boston Celtics, you know, there were there were a lot of mistakes that took place, especially during the last four minutes of this of the game. But I don't think the Boston Celtics did very much to try to. Uh, forced the Houston Rockets. They tried to match the Houston Rockets to what the Houston Rockets and what Dan Tony has done for his entire career, which is small ball, fast-paced basketball. And you're just not going to run with, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook, and you're just not going to contend with, you know, you know, run with. You know, not that James Harden is the fastest player; he's deceptively quick, and he gets those, you know, three-point shots. But you're just not going to beat the Houston Rockets at that game. They're committed to that game, and the Boston Celtics, I think, are more versatile. I think they have a, a more complete roster that can play different types of basketball, and I'd, for once, like to see Brad Stevens force the other team to play his style of basketball. I think they do that when they play. I think he he does that, or at least tries to do that, when he plays against, uh, when they play against teams like the Philadelphia 76ers, where he tries to, you know, go small, but he still, you know, throws in guys like Ennis Cantor. But I think in this game, just way too much trying to play to Houston's game in terms of, uh, you know, uh, on, on defense, uh, on offense, not really doing much, and then just more uh, Jason Tatum iso ball. They they always revert back to the the impatient, you know, one pass possessions at the end of games when they're when they're losing games and they need something. The hero ball that ends up being some isolation or some other type of you know uh, unproductive play that's not the Brad Stevens system. It's not the extra pass. It's not the uh, you know the, the 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 ball movement that gets you the not just the good look but the best look in the offense. So there were a lot of mistakes there. Number one, playing to Houston strength, and number two, you know, not being patient with the ball and running the offense at the end of the game and then going back to that ISO stuff over and over and over again. Um, speaking of which, Bobby Manning, uh, this is a live, toll-free, call-in, post-game show. We'd like everybody that's listening to dial in at the HelloFresh toll-free call lines, 347-215-7777. Uh, 77777 347-215-7771 um, and uh, by the how way I it? see yeah how could you forget well this just all the sevens in there I kind of had like a little brain study yeah. in there but um we do have I Joel see, on uh, somewhere I'm sure yeah I see I see Joel there I was going to bring him in I know you I know you probably wanted to respond to that big long uh, monologue I just had about what the Celtics did wrong in this game but it would be wrong of me to uh, not bring in Joel so I'm going to let you guys handle your business. Joel, you are 
officially on the air, and I'm going to step back. I didn't see anything set up, so I had it set up. You guys can uh, yeah. do your thing. Appreciate it, Nick. Joel, welcome. Uh, we've all been a little disappointed with the showing tonight. Anything you want to add to that opening segment? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was listening uh, to what you guys were, your takes on uh, on this game here, and you know what? I'm I'm, I don't, I'm not as disappointed as probably most of his fans are tonight, only for the simple fact that um, Tatum, who has, you know, ran in the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, averaging, you know, 30 points or so in the last four or five games, he just, just wasn't on tonight. And that and that happens. And uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, he tried to get going. Uh, he tried to go to the rim, and and, and he got fouled and got to the free throw line, which is, like, probably the best way for you uh, to get going offensively when, you're, when it comes to, like, you know, missing shots. You know, you see the ball going, going through the hoop. That, that always helps tremendously. And, and, and Tatum did that in the second half, especially in that fourth quarter when they cut the lead down to two. And, and Hayward as well. Uh, another... Another key player from the uh, from the starting lineup that that was having a tough night was Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker usually gets um, his his teammates going, especially Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum. And, and his side wasn't wasn't falling. He had foul trouble, and I mean I'm not one to complain about referees, but like this one here, that wasn't like that wasn't. the best all game, and. You know, it's it's annoying that just because and certain I'm, I'm not saying like every 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 call or every foul on Harden or, or Westbrook shouldn't have been fouled. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I feel like for the most part, at least in this one, I'm not gonna speak more about other games, but at least in this game, uh, James Harden was in the free throw line 18 times. Not gonna tell me all those times there were fouls, especially when he's playing on his arms. Uh, Westbrook, you know, smacked uh, uh, Marcus Smart in the mouth with his elbow, and that that should have been that shouldn't have been a foul on on Marcus Smart. There's just just a couple examples that I feel like you know uh, kind of took the sails out of the Celtics, uh, took the yeah, wind out of the Celtics' definitely. sails down the stretch. And especially, especially it, when you got into those last few minutes there, that killed them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you you hit you hit down to two, like that. Some, you know, multiple double-digit uh, deficits, and uh, you you felt you felt like okay, the Celtics, you know, they have a they have a, a shot to win, and, and and not much was going other than than Westbrook and, and Harden, and I, I know that's their game. No, you know, not not a lot of other offensive schemes are running here for the Houston Rockets, and when those two guys are are, are are slowing down, or, or, or you or you you slow down the rhythm of the of the Rockets in general, and which is what the Celtics did. But they did a pretty good job of doing that. But on the flip side, Westbrook is trying to go get to the free throw line multiple times, slow down the Celtics, and and and, and that and that and that works because like rhythm wise on both you know the offensive end of the and it's frustrating. It's a, it's it's annoying when you're trying to to play play your game. And and I want about refs, but you know I sometimes it's just about the 
it's like uh, you know what 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 are what are these guys some calls you got challenges that that not that weren't 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 overturned uh, and I don't know I just it's it, it, it's I mean that's why most Celtics fans or, or Celtics analysts that that cover this team you know should be because him for one they had an off night and I get it you know this team. Is they don't just rely solely on Tatum. I understand that, but I mean Brown at the end there probably tweaked his ankle again. Kemba was off. Uh, Gordon Hayward ended up having a, a Gordon Hayward type of game in terms of uh, yeah, I thought he was nervous. And Daniel Tice, I mean, almost had a double double. Although it was 11 points, uh, nine rebounds. Uh, Wanamaker came off the bench. And I thought he had some he had some good moments there, but you know, too much, too much free throws for Harden and uh, and and, and Westbrook. And I'm, I'm not taking nothing away from those guys. They 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 do what they do. But uh, this game is winnable. And and I don't. And, and another thing you guys mentioned about the the Rockets being um, possible contenders. I think that word is thrown around around a lot because there's a difference between finals contenders and championship contenders. And I don't think the Rockets fit either criteria because the game slows down in the playoffs. And without without the, without a big man, without Deuce being played, number one, and we've seen where Westbrook and Harden have done a lot of shooting in the playoff. And Dan well, yeah. is a star. I'm, in, I'm interested to hear your group when it comes to that, because to me, I'll I'll separate those two groups right now. So final finals contenders, I go Miami, Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, L.A., the Clippers, the Rockets. Championship contenders, I think I'll dwindle that down to the Clippers, the Rockets, the Bucks, and that's kind of where it ends for me. Like everybody else, kind of has to prove themselves to jump into that group, and uh, I don't think anyone has has done that in that regard. The Lakers, all right, I'm being a little unfair to the Lakers because they're 40 and 12. But, I mean, they come into Boston and lose by 30 the way they did. I still don't like their bench all that much. I know they have LeBron and AD, so that kind of trumps everything. So I'll put them in that group, too, championship contenders. Um, but, yeah, so I'm talking championship contenders, Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, and Bucks. I mean, I think Boston, Miami, some of those other teams still have to prove they're in, on that level. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 feel, I feel like Boston can get to the finals, win it all, you know they might be on the bubble. We'll we'll see. You know what they how they respond in the second half. I see, especially with injuries. But I think the Celtics are finals contenders. I don't know about championship contenders yet. Um yeah. in, in terms of uh, teams that get mentioned to the finals, I can see I can see Toronto. Uh, I'm not sold on Miami yet. I know they're having a great season. I'm just not sold on on Miami. I know uh, Iguodala yeah. was a big uh, pickup, but Iguodala has been playing and over. You know, and, and, and they haven't played all season. Um, who else in terms of that team that can make it to the finals? Uh, Toronto. Oh, oh, yeah, I said Toronto. Yeah, I feel like Toronto can. Yeah, they they have a they have a good shot. I mean, they uh, they've been surprising people all season. I always thought that they were they were going to be slept on this season just because of Kawhi, obviously. Um, out west, um, uh, the Lakers. See, see, you mentioned something interesting about the Celtics in terms of. You know they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. The Lakers are kind of in that boat as well because they they haven't won, they haven't beat the Clippers, they haven't beat the Bucks, 
They lost. They lost to Miami. They lost to Philadelphia. But they picked up on the sub five hundred teams, and which which they're supposed to do. I get that, but uh, you know the Lakers it, by default because I guess because of their 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 record. Obviously, LeBron is you know always turns it up a, a, another notch in the, in the finals. I, I'm not going to bet against LeBron, but you know how healthy is AD? Or realistically, I think they get to the finals. Obviously, it's not about winning at all. I, I like the Clippers have a good, uh, good good chance to, to not make it to the finals, but win it all. Obviously, the the Bucks. I feel like they get this run to the or in or Toronto, there's not going to be. They're not. I think those are only two teams in the East that can that can that can stop the Bucks. That's interesting on the Lakers. Yeah, I I felt like they've been in that group all year long of teams that are phenomenal, but they still have to prove it among the best of the best. I mean, they're still zero and two against the Clippers, right? I don't think they've played yeah. a third game since. So yeah. they're in they lose, they're in that group too. They lose. They lose. They lose to a lot of Eastern Conference, like you know, like top tier teams. They haven't really, and I, and I get it. They only play them, you know, the Eastern Conference teams twice a year, but they haven't. They, didn't, they, didn't, they haven't been the Bucks, like I said. They haven't been the Celtics. Uh, they, lost the the, they lost to the Rockets as well. And uh, with the with the Lakers, I feel like they like shooting. Uh, you know, LeBron has been successful over the years. Especially when he's when he's when he's made it to when he has won championships because he's had shooters around him. The Lakers they don't have shooters. Uh, Danny Green, I get it. You know he's won championships, but like if Danny Green is like your 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 best option as your as your shooter, I don't know. You might be in trouble there when it comes to uh, the Lakers and relying solely on on. Uh, and again, I'm not betting against LeBron, but uh, you know, uh, uh, thirty. Five going on thirty six year old in his seventeenth year. If you're like him to do everything, that's tough. And and again, AD has never been past the, the second round. So it'll be interesting, you know, when it comes to because uh, this, this is the first year that, the, the, that it's, it's wide open. You know, it, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if two teams that we're not even talking about are considering right now and make it to the finals. Just, just, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the type of years, I man. mean, that's the funny thing. I'm getting killed on Twitter right now for what I said <laughs> at the beginning of the show, and. Honestly, like, I don't think anybody knows who the true championship contenders are. Who knows? Miami could make the finals. I don't think they yeah. will, but if they did, I wouldn't be stunned. Um, out west, yeah. like, if Utah made the finals, would we be floored? I'd be pretty stunned, but, like, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I'll, put, I'll put Utah in there. I'll put Utah in there. I think Utah can make it to the finals. I think I think they, uh, they can surprise some heads. I don't know about Denver. I think Denver... Denver, Denver's still they're still a pretender to me. Uh, they're not even. I don't yeah, think they can make too. it to the playoffs. Yeah, you know I'm, how not, much, I'm not sold on Denver. Off top, I mean, even after the win tonight for Houston, do you know how far ahead they are of Oklahoma City? Going about like a couple games, right? In terms of like the like wins, one and a half games. I mean, the yeah. Thunder have been right there among the elite of the West too. So like, you got to yeah. count them among maybe the cha- uh, not championship contenders, but maybe finals contenders. They're a little young, but uh, you know, Chris Paul is doing his thing out there. This league's so wide open. It's been awesome to watch. Um, the Bucks have been on another level. I mean, they barely lose games. But uh, I think the Thunder. Yeah, I think the Thunder. The Thunder would definitely. They would disrupt some somebody in the first round if they if they stay in that seven spot, six or seven spot. Like if, for example, if they were to meet the Rockets, I think the Thunder would take the Rockets out in that first yeah. round. So um, you know, you look at the Bucks. Even I mean, they haven't lost 
a game since uh, New Year's Eve. Um, and, you know, if we go back to January 8th, um, when this streak of wins that they've been on it began, the only team they've lost to since January 8th is the Nuggets. So, you know, you say are pretenders. I think they're pretenders too, but they went out there and beat the Bucks. So everybody's beating everybody this year. It's a very wide-open league, and that's good for the yeah. Celtics. Because can the Celtics go out and win a championship this year? You bet. They just need to reach a new level to be able to fight with a team like the Bucks. And it's tough because yeah. I think the best of the best is in your conference in Milwaukee. Um, the yeah. Clippers are right up there too to me. They haven't shown yeah. in a regular season, but once they get to um, the playoffs, I think they're going to turn it up to that next level. So, uh, you know, those are the two teams to look at. And guess who comes in the TD Garden on Thursday? The L.A. Clippers, uh, who the Celtics went to overtime with last time. Probably the best game I've watched all year was those two going at it out in L.A. So I'm really excited for Thursday in Boston. Uh, Celtics on a roll. They played well in this game, but just couldn't get it done late. So we'll take some more calls. I know Nick's behind the board, and I'd love to get him in here and hear his list of finals contenders and championship contenders. But first, I want to tell everybody about betonline.ag. You've heard me say it a million times. This is the place to go. If you're feeling in your gut that you want to put some money on a game any given night, you got to go over there because they're giving you 50% back on your first deposit. So put down 100 they'll give you 50 back. I know there's a minimum deposit, so you're going to get a little bit back no matter what you put in there. And all you got to do is use the code CLNS50 when you set up your account, when you're placing your first bet. Tonight, Joel, I was feeling good. I don't know how much college basketball you will follow, but I love Notre Dame. They go out there and compete every night. They don't always win, but they always keep it close. They were at Virginia, and um, they were getting five points in this game. So I said, all right, I'll take Notre Dame in this one. Virginia's been a little underwhelming this year after they won the championship last year. So Virginia, they trail a half ton. I'm feeling pretty good about it, but then they swing it back four points in the second half. It goes to overtime. And, you know, the worst thing you can do when you have a bet going to see a game go to overtime. So they go to overtime. Um, I believe it was 57-57, to 57, or uh, no, 47-47 in overtime. Uh Guess what the score of the overtime period was? What? What was the score? Three to two. What? <laughs> so Virginia wins the overtime three to two. Notre Dame was getting five points, so I won the bet. But man, I've never seen an overtime like that. Uh, three to two. So head over to betonline.ag. I mean, that's just how much more interesting betting on the games can make it. Uh, feeling a fifty is your code, and. If you like me, following some of my picks, you might win a little bit of money over there. Notre Dame getting it done tonight. Um, the Celtics, I wonder what their line was in this one against Houston. Um, let me look at that real quick. They lose 116-105. to 105. Houston was two-and-a-half-point favorite, so if you pick Houston, you came out of this one pretty good. Um, Nick, Nick, are you there? I don't think Nick's on the line, but whenever Nick gets back, I'm interested to hear his uh, contenders. All right, Nick, so, you know, we've given our list here. I want to hear yours. Who are finals contenders in each conference, and who are true championship contenders at this point in the season? We just have one game left until the All-Star break. Who, Who have the potential to make the finals, and who have the potential to actually win the championship? Yeah. Um, I think in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to say uh, it's 
I, I'm not a believer in the Heat. I like their additions, but I'm not a believer in the Heat. Uh, I think it's basically going to be between Milwaukee and the Celtics. I think those are the two uh, finals. No Toronto. I, I, I like Toronto, and I like what Toronto's doing. I just, I, yeah, okay, I put them in the in the contenders to make the finals. I just don't think they're championship contenders. I mean, I know they have some nice pieces. I just don't think that you subtract, you know, a, a Kawhi Leonard. That team wasn't a super team last year. And then, you know, you can subtract a player like Kawhi Leonard and then have, you know, a chance still have a, you know, a, a championship, you know, winning team. I think if that team made it to the, uh, to the, to the champion NBA finals, they would get rolled by whoever the Western Conference uh, yeah. con, uh, contender, they, the Western very, Conference representative would be. So, very if, so for the East, won 15 straight games, though. So, I mean, I wouldn't count them out, but we'll see. I'd have to look at their at that schedule and see what those 15 games were. I mean, if those if those what's the what's the combined record of that 15? You know, the combined winning percentage of that, yeah, those you're 15 right. teams. <laughs> Who are those 15 teams? I don't know. So for me, the East just to make it quick. Uh, Milwaukee, obviously number one for me. The Boston Celtics number two. Uh, Toronto Raptors number three. I'm not a believer in the Heat. I think the Sixers are just a dumpster fire. They're they're bogus. The West. Um, I think you have to put uh, the Lakers in there. I think you have to put the Clippers in there. Um, I don't know why you would think the Houston Rockets are finals contenders or, or, or anywhere near championship contenders. I don't see it. Um, I think uh, what you guys are saying was it Utah. I think I think those three teams are are the are the the best picks for that. I mean, I just. I just don't see what the Houston Rockets have ever done. You know what I mean? And I don't think this team this year is all that much better than they've been in the past. Yeah, you have Russell Westbrook, but I I just, I don't know. Maybe they're built for that because I think that, you know, they can run, but then you have two of the best isolation, you know, single point. You know, some, yeah, maybe. Okay, so maybe finals contenders, but definitely not championship contenders. The cha- only championship contenders, the two L.A. teams and Milwaukee. Those are the championship contenders to me, and I'd like to say an outside shot uh, by Boston because I think that if Boston were to sneak into the NBA Finals, they, they would have they would give a good matchup to uh, the Lakers, I think, obviously. It would, it would just, just by nature of the rivalry would be a good matchup for the Lakers, regardless of the matchups and talent. I think it would be a good matchup. And I think we saw with that, what was it, the overtime game, The how many overtimes was it, that game that was the wicked close game. And to my opinion, uh, like Joel said about this game, I think that that, that previous game against the Clippers way early in the season, uh, there were a lot of uh, calls that were a little bit suspicious in that one. Just like in this one, I think the calls, I would consider them suspicious. I'm not going to hop on that, but I think that it definitely took the Celtics out of the flow of the game. But I, I think the Celtics match up well. I think the, the Bucks match up well. I think that, you know, I would give the Bucks as much chance as either of the uh, two Western Conference teams, maybe a slight edge to the Clippers or to the to the Lakers if they if they played against the Milwaukee Bucks. But I don't. I think those are the only three teams really. And then with the outside shot, maybe the Celtics, just because I'm a homer, uh, that I would say you know uh, have cha- could could win a championship. It could actually be you know championship teams, not just get to the finals and get rolled. And that's that's what I think about those the the championship teams. All right. Any callers on the line, Nick? We got about uh, ten minutes left here. 
Let me see. Not that I was looking. There were some earlier that tuned in. They're probably just listening. You know, some of them when they right. when you when you call, once you call out the, the 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 call lines and ask people to join the call lines when they drop right after that. That's usually because they're afraid you're gonna put them on the spot, <laughs> so they so they drop out. They're probably still listening, but you know, just for uh, for reference, anybody listening want to join this conversation? Who are your championship contenders, or just your? Uh, teams that could potentially make the finals. Join uh, Bobby, Joel, and I at 347-215-7771 uh, and press or dial 1 when you hear the automated operator once you call 347-215-7771 and join us live on the CLNS Media Boston Celtics Post Game Show Airwaves. Join the conversation. I just hey, hey Nick, stop scaring our callers, man. This year, this year has been so much fun. Like I'm just, I'm just so happy with how wide open the league is this year. And maybe Milwaukee will prove it not to be. I'm still not convinced that they're ten times better than everyone else the way they played. And you know, Nick uh, brought up Toronto. Their schedule over that stretch, it's not the best in the world. They've beaten the Pacers a few times, the Nets, the Timberwolves in this month. Uh, last month they beat the Thunder to start it off, and it's the Wizards, Hawks. Knicks, Spurs, those kind of teams. So, you know, not a murderer's row that they've been going through, but they've been able to win enough games to establish themselves. Um, by that schedule is trash. Games. That schedule is <laughs> trash, by the way. Just thought I'd jump in and let you know that schedule sounds like trash. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with taking care of business. You know, I. this is the exact wording of my tweet, Joel. Um, it came off a little harsh, which is why I think people came after it. But, um, what I said after this game with the way they finished it was Celtics kill bad teams. Makes it sound like, all right, all they do is beat up on bad teams. But, you know, it's a good thing when you can take care of business against bad teams. And then I said, this is what the next level looks like. Clippers are up next on Thursday. And I got killed for it. You know, we talk about the ratio. I got six likes and 38 replies. So <laughs> it's it's the communicator's fault. And I'll take blame for it, but... Not exactly what I meant by that. Um, what, does night, that's tonight say anything? Does tonight say anything big picture about the Celtics to you, or do you think it was just a bad night? Uh, I think it's a combination of a bad night, and it goes to show it goes to show you that the, the Celtics they have to have because because that that I feel like they're they're starting lineup and and. and I mean, surprise, surprise, Paul Pierce said that this this week or a couple of days ago that he believes that the Celtics have the the most talented starting five in the, in the, in the, in the conference. And, and I, I agree because you have four guys that potentially can score, you know, 20, 30 points in any given night. And, and, and tonight there was only one guy who scored 20 points and, and a, lot of, a lot of breaks from the rest of the guys. So it goes to show you that this team – to win has to have multiple guys step up. Can't just be one guy like Houston. You know, if if, if Westbrook is off and Harden is off, they're not going to win that game. But if one of those guys are going off like they did tonight, or especially you know when both of those guys are going off, then it's most more than likely going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a tough. It's going to be a win for them. So Celtics, they need to have two or three guys, you know, score at least twenty or more points because they're capable of doing that on any given night. And and, and we just didn't see that tonight. And that's it. That's all right. That's not the worst in the world. They came off a six, seven-game uh, win streak. Uh, you know, 
back-to-back players of the week and, and, and Jalen Brown and, 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 and Tatum. So, I mean, I think there's something that's pretty pretty here. And, and Nick, I, before, I, before I forget, uh, remember we, we spoke last week and we, we talked about the, the next six games before the All-Star break. And what did I, what did I predict? I said it was going to go 5-1, right? So my prediction is still alive. If Celtics pull off this win on, <laughs> on, on Thursday. They pull off this win on Thursday, then, then you're, you're sitting pretty. And, and depending on health, I think it's good momentum for them, you know, the, after the All-Star break. So, you said five and one. I said four and two. I think that's. I think that's fair. I, I'm not. I'm not going to cheer for them to lose just so I can win that bet. Yeah. Even though that would be a nice, uh, a nice sign <laughs> bet on BetOnline.ag. That's a good, sure, a good way too. to, uh, to, to make, to make use of, uh, <laughs> of our sponsors. This, this Clippers team's really freaking good. Um, they did lose to the 76ers though in their last game, so. It just kind of shows how they've been handling the season. They're just kind of moping along, going through the motions, and just trying to get to the playoffs. And it's what Toronto did last year. I mean, what did Kawhi play, 60 games last year? So he was just trying to be his healthy self going into the postseason and then take it from there. Um, It's going to definitely be challenging against them. But they have lost two of their last three games, so it's up for grabs. I'm trying to see who's healthy for them right now. Uh, Paul George went 3 of 15 in that game. Um, quiet 30 against the 76ers. And they now also feature Marcus Morris. Um, this is an interesting one, guys. The Clippers definitely could have used another piece. But bringing in Marcus Morris to that team kind of gives them a dynamic like the Celtics had last year. Uh, the Celtics were starting um, Marcus Smart, uh, Tatum, and Morris last year. And now the Clippers are going to be starting Morris, George, and Leonard. You know, you have two great players in Leonard and George who definitely uh, are leading that team in touches. But now you throw Morris in there, and I love Morris. You know, he's been one of the best shooters in the league this year. He's been thriving with the Knicks. And now you throw him into the situation with uh, L.A. I'm interested to see how that's going to impact them because that guy can score like crazy, but what's he also need? He needs the ball in his hands. He's going to be doing a lot of isolation, and uh, he's going to take a lot of shots. So, how does that change things there? I'm not sure. Um, it definitely didn't start off too good these last three games with uh, him being in that starting lineup there. Um, I don't know, Joel. I love Marcus Morris, but he definitely has a style that can be tough to play alongside. Well, I mean, that that was they were they were trying to sign uh, Morris during the off season, the Clippers before yeah. you know San Antonio. Before we all thought he was going to San Antonio, and then the Knicks came out of nowhere. It blew it blew out all the uh, all those two teams uh, offer out of the water with the 15 mil, and they ended up getting him getting him anyways mid through the midway through the season. So they just they just keep adding to the depth over there in uh, in, in LA, and uh, uh, unfortunately they cut you know Isaiah Thomas. I thought I thought that was going to be uh, an interesting uh, dynamic there with Doc Rivers and whatnot. But hey, it is what it is. Um, they, like you said, they lost to the, to the Sixers tonight. So, I mean, the Celtics, they want they, – they're going to advantage from that, that loss because they were winning by double digits late fourth quarter before they went time. And obviously, you know, hit the big force all the time. So, uh, I, I feel like every year, right before the All-Star break, the Celtics always meet up with uh, with Doc Rivers and the Clippers. So, and, and I feel like they always uh, – So, Jerome. So, Jerome. Uh, yeah, what's up? The 
the Clippers lost to the Sixers tonight. Is that correct? Is that what you're saying? I didn't I didn't pay attention. I don't, yeah. I don't watch the Sixers. Uh, yeah, that doesn't bode well for the Celtics. I don't think the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, that's just tough for the Celtics if the Clippers lost to the Sixers. I mean, I don't know how seriously the Sixers are taking their last. Their, their, I imagine this is also their last game heading into the All Star break. I don't know how seriously they're going to take it, but I mean, that doesn't. I would, I would have, had, I would have preferred the Clippers to have won against the Sixers and the Celtics to have gone in there and stolen that game as opposed to is, is the game at the at the Garden or is it's at the Garden, is it not? I believe it's just at TD Garden, isn't it? Because yeah, last night in LA. Yeah, I just don't want to see the Clippers on on a, on some type of you know let's let's get a let's win one on a high note before we go to the All Star break type of thing because I don't want the Boston Celtics to be victims of you know that and I would imagine we're probably not going to see uh, Jalen Brown play or uh, probably play limited minutes given what he yeah, looked like he, out yeah. there tonight. He he came into this one with two injured ankles and I I think a lot of people saw that and thought his ankle got re injured. But it looks like he just kind of got a little trolley horse in the calf or whatever there from Westbrook behind him. So he got stretched out. I think he's going to be good to go Thursday. But, again, he didn't look too good in this game, did he? He was kind of hobbling around. He made some big plays, but he wasn't moving well at all. Yeah, he was part of that. He was a part of that, that last run that the Southern had when they cut it down to two. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play. Um, obviously, he's going to want to play, but I mean, it's a it's one of those things where you want to you want to go into the break on a high note, but the Celtics are going to are going to keep that uh, that momentum because they, despite the loss tonight, it's not like they got they got they didn't get you know blown out. They just just one of those no, things where they just have to keep well. climbing out of a hole multiple times, and that last that last climb is just going to make it out the hole. So it it is it is what it is, but. I mean, overall, despite the injuries, like the Celtics, the last six, seven, eight games, they're playing pretty well, considering the revolving door that is that has been, you know, one guy's out, two guys, you know, come back in, and that's that's just the way it's been pretty much all season. I mean, so think about this: Toronto's Toronto's won 15 straight games. Like I said, they only have two and a half games on Boston, so Boston's been keeping pace. And, you know, they have two games on Miami themselves, four games on the Sixers. Like, this is all very crucial in a very tight race in the East. No one's catching Milwaukee, but I think you want to be that two seed. Play Brooklyn round one, and then you avoid uh, you avoid Milwaukee in uh, round two. That's where the Celtics want to be. It's going to be hard to catch, but um, they're on their way. Uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I think these wins are so much more important. Yeah. So, great show tonight, guys. 1 a.m. on the East Coast. We're going to be getting into some late ones in the next couple of weeks um, because you get the Clippers on Thursday. And then the All-Star break where you'll see Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker playing out there. And then it's on to the West Coast. Minnesota, L.A. Lakers, the day before the Kobe Memorial, which is um, going to be a very intense week out there in L.A. Uh, Portland and then Utah. So, a big run of games. And then you see the Rockets again at home to end the month. So as we know, February is short, and uh, it's going to be a big proving ground for the Celtics. And then guess what we see on March 3rd? The Nets will play in Boston. We'll get around to that conversation again uh, to start March. So for Joel Pavone, Nick Sacento, um, all of CLNS Media, betonline.ag, remember you use the code CLNS50. The Celtics lose 116-105. to but 5-1 and one on the month, 
They close out this first half against the Clippers on Thursday at 8 o'clock. We'll be live after at 10.30 through 11.30. And as you know, the number is 347-215-7771. I'm Bobby Manning. Good night, everybody.
you know what I'm saying, uh, peace and good show tonight because this thing is about to cut us off, I think, in a couple of seconds. It's counting down in my ear. But, uh, yeah, man, it's always it's always a good show when Joel Pavone is, is on the air. 